0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio
1: with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com. Hey, everybody, welcome to Big Blend Radio. So, we love our third Thursdays. We get to chat with Lee Brovadani. She is known as the trust architect. She's a speaker, she's a workshop facilitator, and uh, she is known as one of the top thought leaders on trust by the organization called Trust Across America. She's also an author. Two of her books are Trust Me Restore Belief and Confidence in an Uncertain World and Trusted Secret Lessons from an Inspired Leader. So, for all of that, you can go to thetrustarchitect.biz, check out her articles and all kinds of good things on her website and learn about her workshops, her seminars, speaking and all of that, and her books, obviously. You can also learn more if you go to blendradioandtv.com. We've got a lot of her articles and past podcasts on there. But Lee is also, if I use the word transition, that's pretty good for this, is (laughs) uh, transitioned into becoming what she says. She is a soul journey doula. She is an end of life doula. So today we're going to talk about. The balance between trust and the necessary things about trust is huge to have a end of life doula in your life at the end of your life. And we're going to talk about what is an end of life doula, because there are so many questions right before we Mm -hmm. start recording. Nancy's already asking, well, can I have the preacher? You know, can I have my my priest? Can I have my bartender? Like, you know, (laughs) all of those things at at, at my end of life party. Nancy wants her bartender for rum and cokes before she goes. Yes. Sorry. I know that I'm on your
0: way rum and coke. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you I know. know what to tell them to put in your intravenous bag, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah.
0: So, that's, fine. That,
1: that's, I want to go into all the details of what an end of life doula is, but I want to know, you know, you work. you've, you've done work before you became the trust architect, uh, obviously you're a mother, you're a wife and You've done so many different careers in your life, but one main thing is emotional intelligence. I think that is going to be the, the foundation and caring and commitment. Oh, we're going to the five tenets of trust, aren't we? Um, yes, so absolutely. trust gets into um, consistency. So you have to keep showing up for your person at the end of life. Um, yeah. All of what makes, uh, you know, a trust architect makes a, Soul Journey doula. So tell us what in a just a sentence or two what an end-of-life doula is and then why you decided to do that as a change. Okay. Because you're doing both.
0: Yeah, you know? Ash- actually I am. I'm I'm transitioning as I help people transition. So <laughs> I know you know it's a good word. It, it, a lot oh, of it had yeah. to do with um my previous work, and I I kind of feel like there was a lot of things that lined up. I was with my dad at his end of life. And I was petrified, absolutely petrified. Mm -hmm. I'd never been around a person who was dying before. And this Mm -hmm. wasn't just a a person that I was doing work with. This was my dad. Yeah. And I, it it was actually quite beautiful. It was Mm -hmm. such a privilege to be with him Mm -hmm. and see that and and we were really fortunate because it was a very peaceful transition that he took one big exhale and he was gone Mm -hmm. and there was a charge in the room it was this very spiritual energy and if anyone knows me I um, am not like religious but there was something in that room Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. was just so beautiful so that there was that experience and the experience of when my mother passed, I, I couldn't be with her because it was during COVID. I was living down in the United States. She lived lived up in Canada. And by the time I got the information or my my brother called and said, it's not going to be long. I wouldn't have been allowed to go up because mm. of all the rules and regulations. So there was all kinds of things lined up, problems with my daughter. And, and I always did meditation. And I, I thought... Um, I know that our relationship will heal. And, and I felt really confident and it has. But what about those people who die with all of their regrets or there's no one there to hold their hand? Who would be there to hold their hand? And I thought, so I there's the doula helps people come into the world and make sure that everything is arranged. And I wondered if there was a doula, the same kind of role. I didn't expect it to be called the same thing. I wondered if there was a doula for the end of life to make sure that everything was arranged so that a person who was passing could have the best possible care and the best possible Hmm. scene as as they transitioned um, from, from living to dying. And so that kind of set me, and I went, that can't be a thing. I absolutely thought, well, this is crazy. And then I found out it's not. There's a whole field, and it's growing. Now I see it all the time. You know, it's like, yeah. now I had never heard of it before, and now I'm watching a television show, and the protagonist's girlfriend is a death doula, and I'm thinking, holy crow, it's just becoming, I, I'm hearing it more and more and more. Holy crow?
1: To I say I'm oh my like gosh that. I have that to our language miss
0: lisa I know oh, I but like that was
1: a canadian that's okay, that, that not just like, canadian i've not said that in years listen yeah. i just interviewed a canadian and she said at the end of the day and i went oh my gosh we haven't heard that for a few months lee mm-hmm. get back on the show quick but yeah <laughs> uh, holy crow i have not heard that for a long time but holy don't, crow don't do that but it is it's it, it's that's the kind of thing like you know a, a close friend is pregnant then everybody's pregnant every you go to the store every, you're seeing pregnant people it's a new notice you know you
0: start noticing it exactly it's a
1: new notice you know because the- there's so much to see where yeah. you go know, that you pick and choose what you want to see now it's like oh now you suddenly mm-hmm. notice because mm-hmm. you've been yeah to
0: and and you know as far as the death doula like there's so many misconceptions i i have yeah. a cousin who had a, a health scare and i said well you know what you know what i do like maybe we should have a conversation and she got very terse and said i'm not afraid of dying oh and i went well that isn't really what i do mm-hmm. and yeah. so there's like i think that um Someone said, oh, you, you help people. Someone said, thought that I helped arrange all of the um, medical assistance in dying, the maid. So it helped arrange kind of the, the um, when people choose to die, if they've got a terminal illness. Well, no, but I can help find all of those, those all of the um, information so a person can make that decision. But I don't encourage someone to do anything. But I can tell you that after I work with people, and I've done this with, uh, when I was going through my practicum, I talked to people, how afraid were they of dying before we went through the work that I did with them? Mm -hmm. And they, one of the women was at a nine. And after we went through the whole process, see, that's where you can hear the Canadian in me, the whole process, she was Mm -hmm. at a three. She was no longer afraid. And a lot of, I think, of what we're afraid of <laughs> is the unknown and not having everything arranged. But yeah, there's there's a lot of things, you know, we make sure that um, the relationships, we we can help heal some of the relationships. And for those relationships that can't be healed, perhaps help that person get the closure that they need so that mm. they're in a peaceful place. What, this is also, this is a big deal with what you're talking about
1: because when we're born and then get through childhood and into yeah. adulthood, then and then midlife, it starts the fear, the real fear. We have a little bit of fear when we're a kid, like teen yeah. But when we start, teenagers doing business, are usually
0: fearless, you know. Yeah, they're that. fearless. They're like they screw you. They don't believe you know? three, they
1: can die, yeah. and they know ev- and they know everything. Oh we don't know anything but, but then you get the, the you, you fire get you get the brimstone has done damage yeah there's a fire there is a fear of how you're living your life are you going to go to hell because yeah. like what nancy's talking about there's the some of that and that's a real thing depending on your religious beliefs and spiritual beliefs and mm-hmm. and everyone believes what they want to believe this is not a place of any you do what you believe in as yeah. long as you don't hurt anybody don't bring that fire to someone. But you know what I mean? But um, it is about everybody has beliefs and things in life can slow you down. You could have a life that you were on a great track and then things happen to take it away and now you're fearful you could die now and you didn't live your life. It's like, oh, did I screw up? Or maybe you really did screw up. Maybe did something bad. Can you reclaim it? So I think there's this running line of fear that we all have as adults and some Mm -hmm. bigger and some smaller depending on our growth our life it's it's just the way it is let's just put it that way i don't want to nothing is it's like looking at art listening to music reading a book everybody has their opinion according to themselves their taste Mm -hmm. yeah i may love an amazing rock star uh, rock song lee you go that sucks and i'll look at you and go like what's wrong with you lee that doesn't (laughs) make sense right like Nancy says, Eric Burton is the best. I go, he no, is. he's not. <laughs> you know, I like this dude over here. And she'll go, yeah, he's all right, but not as good. It hey, doesn't is- matter. That's that's a taste. And it's um, everybody is entitled to be individualistic and be their own soul of who they are. But fear still is in there. And so I think that is a huge thing of what you do is, now, when it's getting closer, some people just kind of succumb to it and become numb. There's like a comfortably numb thing like Pink Floyd. Sorry, going back to music. Or are you going to embrace the next adventure? You know, yeah. because I'm fascinated. I I don't want to go right now, but I can't wait to see what's on the other side. I'm yeah.
0: excited. And if it's a dull thing, I am gonna. it's going to so suck. So that Morrison song, Break On Through to the Other Side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I, I, I the So whole can life. we
0: both agree that he was good? Like oh, yeah. Jim Marson? Morrison? Oh, yeah. hell yes. He yeah. is one of the best. Yeah. Oh, no, 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 I, I, just, put- I, I didn't know if we could be friends. I just needed to clear oh, that. Come on.
1: Jim Morrison, are you going to quote just about everything. Yeah. Don't even. And it, yeah. are we going to do Jim Morrison versus Eric Burton? I think they both held the stage well, but I think Jim Marson, they're they're almost the same. Oh, the same. She's being kind. He loves Jim Marson
0: though. Yeah. I love both of them. Okay. So, so what, what I would be able to do is I would work with you and what are this, you know, like, what is the track? Soundtrack that you want to listen to at the end of your life. So, it um, does all of the things. This is the end. (laughs) Well, you know, it's interesting because someone said, Well, I don't need a death doula because I've got a a, a directive. And that doesn't always. What's a directive? Yeah. So, a lot of times people will put a directive together and they will say, Here's what I want at the end of my life. Here's. So, so it's not really a will, it goes a little bit further. So, you know, there's the term do not resuscitate now there's a new term that i like a lot better and it's and and it's allow natural death because heck Mm -hmm. yeah if if i was in the water and i you know people thought i i had drowned and they were able to get the water out of my lungs then i want them to resuscitate me so i don't want to absolutely but if all i i've seen um People give chemotherapy to people who are in their 90s and there is absolutely no hope. And so that would be um, allow natural death at a certain yeah. point. you know, so there's everything from what is the death that you want? And as a as a death doula, I can't um, write the will, but I can make sure that the the will, that I can find the person to do it for you. I can't administer the medicine, but I can find the nurse who can. So I can't do all of the pain medications, but I can find out what is it that you want? Because some people don't want to have too much medication because they wanna be fully present. So you find out all the needs and you try and make sure that you're working with the family because I've seen too many families who say no keep them alive at any cost yeah that's and yeah and I, if i'm working with a person who says no i'm ready to go i don't want to be on this planet anymore i'm not going to take chemotherapy i'm not going to take their drugs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let me go peacefully or the other like it's it's all about doing the wishes of the person who is mm-hmm. dying mm-hmm. not so, about but that my but will that
1: with that, I, I wanted to ask because when does somebody call you and say, okay, I need help? Is it always people who know, okay, I, hey, I'm getting elder here. Maybe I'm in my 80s. I should start thinking about stuff a little bit seriously. Or, I mean, what happens? I mean, people just die out of just boom, it's it it unexpectedly. So there's none of that. So when, I mean, do people in their 40s, should they start calling you and saying, OK, so where where is the where is that where people should contact you? Obviously,
0: if you know you've got cancer and it's right you now, so this would be a, yeah, good, thank you. a good time to call me. Even if they are able to live for another two or three years, we can help arrange things so that things are kind of taken off so that the worry platter that a lot of us carry around all of the what ifs. Are dealt with Mm. and helping people leave a legacy if that's what they want to do. I I talked to one woman and she said, What I want to do is I want to take all of my VHS tapes that I've done of the family over the years and make a video for each one of my kids. Cool. And I said, Like, I got, actually, yeah, it's a cool idea. But I said, Mm -hmm. Okay, how many VHS tapes have you got? And she said, Oh my gosh, there must be a hundred. And I said, and how many hours are on each of those tapes? Mm-hmm. And she said, so conservatively, let's say there's four hours on each VHS tape. Wow. And I said, so four times a hundred is 400 hours that you would have to sit mm-hmm. and watch. And then you would have to have the technology that was wow. cut and put everything together. And if you've only got three months to live, is you, do you want to spend every waking moment on the VHS tapes and she yeah. went oh I hadn't even thought of that so I can get that practical mm-hmm. and say so you want to leave a legacy so perhaps you can divide them up and give each of them some of the tapes and now is there something else that we can work on so we put together a photo album that mm-hmm. had pictures and then she wrote a letter so that was something that she could do in mm-hmm. a day do a photo album and a letter for each of her kids so even to that point like people have sometimes grand plans on what they want to do and i can say maybe help them with that image Mm -hmm. and bring it into something practical that actually gets done
1: Mm -hmm.
0: so all of that and then um if I, you know, be there to hold their hand. Mm. Or if I'm not, if if they've got family around, letting the family know what they could do. There's so many lovely rituals. There's an anointing ritual that at at the very end of life, you can have them do the the ritual where they actually are blessing the person. And it's absolutely gorgeous. And it's something that even the children Mm. can participate in. And it helps with the closure. Oh, that's nice.
1: Right so is
0: that part of it that you're helping the family as well as the individual is transitioning? I absolutely can. I absolutely can. Mm-hmm. So so when should you get in touch with me if there's a terminal diagnosis or you just want to be really prepared? And then, you know, um hopefully if someone says well I've got 3 months to live and they've only they only live a couple of weeks then you, you never know. Death is kind of sneaky
1: that way. I, I
0: kind of feel like, you know, we, we've we lost a couple people, as you know,
1: abruptly. People yeah. that you just would never, like healthy people that don't drink as much wine as Nancy and I, you know, we're going, oh my God, you're the healthy people. You, what? And, and we're all yeah. still reeling and still don't understand what happened. I, and, and I think it's very... Hard for friends and family on the other side if they still don't get mm-hmm. it, there's no closure. It's very disturbing. Yeah. Um you still go like w- what? You know what I mean? So I feel like mm-hmm. in a way that there's something about when you're ready to, you know, when you're ready to rock, like if you start having you have a family and kids that you should start thinking about your life at that point. I know our follow-up conversation. Um, yeah. and next month will be about living your life, you know, learning from a death doula. Um, I should, I did, I did just say that, didn't I? I'm not supposed to. End of life doula,
0: sorry. No, um, no, no, death doula is the other term for it. Death doula or end okay. of life. you can okay. use them interchangeably. Well, you never know anymore. We're not allowed to say anything anymore, you
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing's so correct. I mean, no, nothing's correct. But um so going through all that, like to me, in a way, I feel like you know, people, when you look at your will and you plan your life estate and everything, have mm. someone, you know, that can look at your end of life because it kind of gets you straightened up a little bit. And even if you're going to live 20, 30 years, 40 years from there,
0: at least you kind of have a situation yeah. there. Yeah, plan. No, and so many times I've heard people, um, they say, this is what mom wanted. And then you talk to mom and she goes, oh God, I hate that. You know, Um, so so part of it is actually sitting down, and when I say it goes beyond a directive. So, physically, where do you want to be? um, Do you want to be at home in your bed? Do you want to be in a hospital? Do you want to be in a hospice? Do you want to be? um, Do you want to be propped up in a bed looking out over an ocean? Like physically, where do you want to be? Um, Spiritually, what do you want to have happen? Nancy, you had said so. We, we had kind of had that conversation before what about the the priest or the minister well that that's not me I'm mm-hmm. I have my own beliefs that probably yeah. are weird for some but making sure that whoever that person is has the spiritual comfort that they need so right that,
1: means, that you need yeah
0: have a rabbi or a priest or a nun or a shaman mm. or a buddhist whatever. a shaman cool yeah
1: i want <laughs> the them all shaman's
0: i want to cool. make sure like i have all my debts covered <laughs> kind of joking but
1: yeah how many but she wants clear passage man she's gonna have yeah. you know that, that every really when you it, transition you have to go to every single line it's, that, it's that so, means you have a bunch of toll personal <laughs> but yeah. it's it it really is so personal there. yeah absolutely and the onus is on the person to think it through before it happens it's really up to the person who is about to make that journey it's not it's not somebody else's responsibility to do everything it's for you can do all the things that have to happen mechanically but you can't do what's inside of the person that's up to them yeah and know, that's
0: what, why they have to get ready talk to someone and and i said so like we were going through all of this and i said so at the end and and she was what i would term a last catholic she said i want a minister to and it's no longer called the last rites it's and i it's escaping me right now but it's it's um prayers for the dead. I think it, and that's not the right term anyways, but you have a priest there. And I said, so who's going to call you priest? She said, Oh, I haven't gone to church for a while. I don't have a priest I could call. I said, so maybe that's something that we should do. Mm. Find out who you could call and what that would entail. So even going down to that, and then, you know, it's being the practical people say, 95% of people said, say that they want to die at home. And less than twenty five percent do because you have to make arrangements
1: mm. yeah, what happens because yeah, because it's it's a there's a cleanup group I mean there's the, the real there's some real stuff that yeah, has to happen some real stuff, that's, stuff that
0: has to happen yeah
1: yeah and and I think this mm-hmm. is okay, so let's go back to the family who thinks what their mom or dad or uncle wants, right, whereas you know everybody. Has a different relationship, but the person internally knows exactly what they want deep down or hasn't thought about it and needs to think about mm-hmm. it and needs someone to yeah. give the reality. Well, like you're talking that's what I'm finding. Well, because nobody talks word. about it, nobody wants to. Like, I talked to Nancy, I go, Hey, well, we got to check this out on this and that, and she goes. Ah, and then I'll, she'll do it to me. I'm like, I don't want to think about you dying in a car crash or anything like that. You know, I don't want yeah. nobody wants that because that invokes that little nagging fear thing. And fear is worse mm-hmm. when things are not dealt with. Well, it, it, but we're also taught that if you keep thinking about something, you almost push it to become true. Of, but You know
0: what? You can't yeah. manifest not dying. Yeah. You're going to die. We're all going to die. die.
1: That's a reality. There's stupid events. Here's what you manifest having (laughs) the
0: beautiful death. And that's what I am all about is let's see manifest the beautiful death so that you are exactly where you want to be, that you are at the age that you want to be Mm -hmm. at, that you have the people surrounding you that Mm -hmm. you want to be surrounding you. And that, that Mm -hmm. pesky relative or person who thinks that they're a friend, um, maybe we can keep them outside of the room and that that could be something that i could do so all of those things let's manifest the perfect transition so that you're going holy crap i see my favorite cousin or aunt or mom or dad or whatever and i just get to walk over to them because that's the other thing i've heard from so many people like one of my friends has attended more than she's a hospice nurse so she's attended more than 200 deaths and some of the miracle like some of the stuff that happens um can't be explained absolutely can't be explained and so someone that you know everything from there's a relationship that fractured 30 years before and it was someone that they loved deeply but something happened they got separated by time distance and egos Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a big and issue. in that mm-hmm. last week, all of a sudden they get the phone call from them and say, I've just been thinking of you so much. Like all kinds of things that you can say, oh well, isn't is that a coincidence? But there's all kinds of little miracles that I think that happened to um one of it's other. it's yeah, it's I think amazing. well, we're all more just connected amazing.
1: than you. that 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 synchronicity is there if we tap into it and i think when we're passing that's that path is happening that we're more attuned to it and we start thinking about things it's like when you think about a friend and then they suddenly call you you're like that's weird well you are obviously really thinking of them so i think we have that extra power and that that sense um and we don't tap into it as much and the more we stray away from thinking of our life course and, and given to notifications on our phones and dings and dongs and um, you know, I mean the little bings and bongs, I should say it that way of notifications that we get derailed hustle bustle is not a good thing. There's doing things with um, intent. You know, you can be very busy, but intent on your work and in between your work, Be open when you do things with intentions, other than succumb to the crazy. The crazy doesn't work. I've done that. I've been there and it doesn't work well for a Virgo. I get annoyed and I'm pissy (laughs) and annoying to everybody. So the the intention, the the intent has to be there. And I think that's what, what your work is doing is it's still so connected to trust leadership. Someone has to trust you with the end of life, whether they're like, I could come to you now and you say, okay, like, I got to look at this because it's bugging me. What's going to happen to me? Like, do I have to have this set up? What, what, what this is bugging me? Maybe on a spiritual level. Is that something that people call you on? Hey, you know, I don't know what I believe in, but am am I going to go to hell? Like any of that? Do
0: What do you, what happens? oh ah, you know like I haven't, <laughs> I, I haven't been doing it long enough I bet that that is now thank you for bringing it up I, I should prepare myself for that I used to Um, it, it's interesting because here in Savannah I find that um, religion is much more prevalent than it is sure. in mm-hmm. Scotia. It, everybody talks about it yeah and so it I, I find it really interesting that I'm starting to, because I hear it all the time, I'm starting to understand Mm. where my beliefs are. So would I help someone get to that point? I think I'm good at listening. And by listening very deeply, I can ask questions that helps them come to the decision that is right for them. I will not make a decision for a person, but I will Mm. listen wholeheartedly and ask the questions that they will be able to say, Oh, right. I know what I need to do because Mm. one of the things that I know is that we all have a deep wisdom that sometimes we're afraid to bring out. And that if someone just allows it, everyone has their own answers, Mm. especially when it comes to spirituality, because, you know, like at the end of their life, I'm not going to say, okay, well, from what I'm hearing you did this quiz, and I think you're a Buddhist. So well, there's a
1: thing about confirmation. You might have deep-seated beliefs that you don't realize because you don't think about them that often. Yeah. And then when something happens, those beliefs come to the surface and you need confirmation from yeah. other people.
0: There's and that's a- what I think that we do. We ask the creative questions that allows mm. people to come up with their own answers. Mm. Yeah.
1: So you're like a life coach then, in a way, but an end coach, of life yeah. coach. Yeah, it's like an end that's of life true. coach. Absolutely. Well, that's, I just don't think people should wait for it though. No, that, I don't think they should either.
0: I think that that's what I'm thinking. Have it organized, but then mm. it needs to be revised because what might be right for you now, um, Nancy, mm. might mm. not be right for you five years from now. And the same with you, Lisa. Mm. Yeah. What you want in this? She moment, still wants
1: Robin and <laughs> coke. Yeah. <laughs> It's a constant.
0: So uh, we'll make sure we'll make sure the coke is nice and cold, ice cubes, good rum. Mm-hmm. Captain yep. so that's all done. Yeah, Captain, Captain
1: Morgan. Morgan's going with me.
0: Okay, we'll have a little. Yeah, she likes is, pirates.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, we like could give pirates. her a pirate send off. We oh, oh cool. <laughs> <Arr>. <laughs> but, but cool. I like the way you say that. It is like a party in a way, and some people may not want it. Maybe it's just I don't want anyone around me. It, and that's okay, right? It, it, it's, like it really you said, depends everyone's... on your belief of the afterlife. What you think is going to happen next? So I in think New and you probably
0: yeah. know this. Like in New Orleans when we were there, and if you if you go, you have to tour the cemeteries because they are fabulous. They're, oh, I know. Yeah. I want to go. I want to go then. And yeah, the tour is really good. But as they're going to like the the funerals down there, as they are walking to the cemetery, it's. It's the dirge music. It's like, mm. da, da, yeah. yeah, and it's very sad. And once the person has been delivered, mm. then they have the party and they're dancing and because mm. they have moved to a better place. It's a yeah. send off. So, yeah, it's the big send off. Mm-hmm. So depending on what your beliefs are spiritually, mm. Then mm. I think it gives people comfort to know that at the end, they get to have the party
1: that they want. Mm. Now, it's too like the Native Americans, they do a dance in different tribes, but they all, at the end of someone's life, and they start, while the person is obviously critically ill and not expected to live. And they dance always in the circle because their beliefs are circular in that once you start here, you are going to end up there. You know, so... It's yeah, and so they dance in a circle. You say you've done, trying to find the right words, you've done your deal here on earth. Now it's time to go and do it mm-hmm. upstairs somewhere else. You know, it's time to move on up and do whatever it is you're meant to do up there.
0: Yeah, whether or not, so and then there's this, talks about breaking into the light. And that yeah. I find really interesting that you hear yeah. that theme come over uh, mm. over and over again, that yeah. as you cross over, you break into light, not into yeah. darkness, but into light, which right. I, mean, I like. I, that's
1: much better than I, being put in a box. Yeah. And buried under the ground. To me, putting being put in a box and buried underground seems like I don't want to be a box. If I may be buried, yeah, just bury no, me. That seems like to me the worst possible thing i also don't like the idea of being burned just in case you're gonna wake up stand up well no because there's a whole no. thing of people no. getting out of their coffins dude uh-uh. so well, but you no know whatever. where the
0: term dead ringer came from right well but, okay so during the plague they used to bury people and there was some people had gone into a, a coma and they weren't they weren't dead and so mm. They found, you know, um, they wanted to make sure that if someone was buried, but they woke up, they had actually um, a bell, a string attached to a bell above ground. And if they woke up in the morning, they could ring the bell. And so a dead ringer would say, Oh, yeah so so that makes that
1: makes the song ring my bell like a whole other song now (laughs) that's insane
0: but but I mean they had to do what they had to do back then right but now they they, you know they make sure but things are changing you know like there's a a woman that I talked to last week up in Canada who's starting a green burial movement and now that's so cool because embalming puts so many bad chemicals into the earth right yeah in order to have a funeral home or a funeral parlor in Canada I don't know if it's the same in the states you have to have um, you have to have someone who (laughs) has gone through the whole process and part of that is you have to learn how to embalm and we're saying as part of the green movement which I believe in Mm. but i'll let people do what they want why do you need to try and make people look like they're not dead if they're dead just is weird to me so oh, i know the makeup of the way of the dinosaur
1: well that did is, you hear um, about the oh i don't i this is a whole that would be a whole other show hmm. there's some weird stories about embalming i'll i'll stop because there's okay. some something <clears up, throat> and then i <throat> don't have the money to keep doing it and there was a bunch of bodies in the funeral home in a in a school bus all propped up like weekend at bernie's <laughs> oh god this see but then if, if you was if you had a death doula you would
0: follow up where the body went absolutely and make see? sure the arrangements were done so everything from now um you know there's so whatever someone wants if someone wants um a viking yeah funeral pyre some i i i yeah, do the research so and she's find a out party
1: planner now too
0: where yeah absolutely i find out where you oh can my do god if they want a green burial and now they have ones where you can actually have your ashes put in so that it helps a tree grow you know like you right can get i have a friend
1: doing yeah. that
0: i would but doesn't this also alleviate
1: the the family going through a death of a loved one and, you know, families now, it was it used to be the families all in one space and in one village or community. Yeah. Now families are all over the country and around the world and they fly in. But now like, oh my God, one person ends up tasked with everything. Yeah. And they probably are the one already taking care of Uncle Joe and Auntie Lou and kids. And they are just the caregivers of the family and dumped on and dumped on and dumped on and can barely even think and be human. And I don't want to give a big shout out to anybody caregiving for anybody. It is one of the hardest, hardest roles hard work. in yeah, the absolutely. world. Hard, hard work. You know, it is. <laughs> and I think it's overlooked all the time about how hard it is. And families feud over caregiving of their loved ones. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's big divisions. Well, I pay Well, you do the work. Well, it, it gets nasty and
0: and I do not
1: get involved in that. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. But I think when someone is there to help the person transition, that helps alleviate the drama. Yeah. That, and, that know, nobody like, wants around. And the person exiting is like, come on, wish me good. You know, send me on my way. "Rusted root. Great mm-hmm. song. Send me on my way. I wish I could reach out and hold your hand, but I can't because I'm transitioning. You know, that's not the exact words, but it is that song and send me on my way. Um, that should be what we should make and a playlist.
0: It's it's not all <laughs> cool. um, love and romance is wine and roses when someone's passing too. A lot of times it brings up a lot of emotion mm-hmm. in the family. Sometimes the person who is passing has been a complete a hole, and so how do you you know like there's so much so much to do. So so part of it is like as a doula being very present. Mm -hmm. and giving them peace and the family and kind of um accepting everybody where they are maybe stopping Mm -hmm. the family like I I haven't had to do this I've talked to friends who have been working as doulas for a lot longer than I have and they said they've had to stop big fights just before they became fist fights in the room with the person dying wow Mm -hmm. so you know like it's kind of interesting. I kind of went, well, that's kind of scary. I don't know if I'm prepared for that, but you're trained. I'm Mm. trained that I hope the training comes through. If I ever got into that situation, if not, you know, I'll have a phone with a quick dial.
1: mm. Well, I think that's, that's, mm. it is because it's emotional and family drama is family drama. It runs deep. And so I think that's, Mm. you know, again, somebody else that's neutral, it's like when you have a debate, we watched a movie last night with Robert De Niro and I don't know what it was called, but it was about the grandkid and the grandfather having a war over bedrooms. Was mm-hmm. in Robert De Niro, Cheech Marin, and what's his name from, uh, oh, come on, I can't not remember his name. Oh, Jane Seymour's in it. And from, oh. uh back to the future, Christopher Walken. Oh, okay. And so it was like the old dudes getting together but the younger kids, you know, the young sixth graders, the guy, you know, it was great. It's just a fun, silly movie. And you know, it it was just like when you watch that and you started seeing everybody's life parts of being good and bad. That Mm -hmm. was a good part of it. But these they they had a war over bedrooms. The grandfather and the grandson. And he said, Well, I was fought in the war. And if you're going to fight in a war, you're going to have rules. And these are the rules. And they had to both sign the rules. Then they had a peace treaty. Did they keep their peace treaty in the end? Well, no. Um, anyway, it's a fun little movie. But, but he did talk about that. It's like, there's times mm-hmm. to stop. There's times for peace deals. There's times for stopping the war. And I think, you know, it's interesting. Then they had a peace negotiation and the little granddaughter said she would be the one to hold the meeting because he gave her a cookie. I mean, come on, this is just a fun movie. But I thought this was actually, it goes well with what you're saying in that she was neutral. She is not part of the war. I am neutral. I'm making sure you, it's like a debate. The presidential debates, you have the person hosting the debate. Don't talk to me about the media and all of that because that's not what I mean, but you have a neutral person and that's what you are in this process or process that you 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 are the neutral person you don't need to get into every dirty detail of a family drama you go with this is what Mm -hmm. i'm hired to do and that's that so let's stick to it. It, it people are on high emotional level when somebody passes whether they Hated the person, or loved the person, or didn't realize what the person meant to them till it was too late. I mean, I went to a funeral once where this lady tried to get in in the grave with the person who had died, and was starting to climb into the grave at the funeral site, and it was so shocking that someone would do that that you realized that that person hadn't had the time, or whatever was needed to assimilate or fix the feelings or come to grips what with what was happening yeah. so in, you know and so i think what what you do has a value in helping people it's not it's not only transitioning the transition for the person leaving it is also helping the people about that are connected to the person leaving, so that they can also handle it.
0: I I do think that, you know, Lisa, you had talked about earlier Mm -hmm. that the the work that I did in emotional intelligence and trust, and it's so, I really feel that that helps with some of the work that Mm -hmm. I'm doing as a doula, because as you said, Nancy, people need to be able to sit with really intense emotions. Mm -hmm. And if they're not able to, then they don't have that closure. And you have, perhaps you have that situation where Mm -hmm. because she hadn't had someone help her deal with that very intense emotion, she was to that point where she wanted to crawl in, you know, so so all of those things. Um, We talked about the next show where, you know, some of the work that I do, people can do for themselves. Mm -hmm. We get to do that again at at the next show. But, you know, I want people to understand how important it is to just think about, start thinking about what is it that you want? And for a lot of us, for most of us, we get to live. And so what does it look like to live your best life before you have to plan for your best life? Exactly. Yeah.
1: I think it's important to think of. That's what I was saying this whole thing. I'm like, yeah. I mean, and a lot of us just don't want to think of it. Yeah. We don't, but that's not fair to our kids. It's not fair to our spouses. It's not fair to our family, our friends, our colleagues to do that. So it's a good thing to think about. And honestly, I mean, there's such good things out there too, to read about, like people that have crossed over and come back. It's crazy cool stuff. So that's a rabbit hole. I encourage people, if you're worried about it. Get into people that have gone through the other side and come back. I don't know if it's all true, but it's, it's fun. <laughs> it's yeah. fun because it sounds like a good time on the other side. I'm just saying everybody didn't even want to come back, but apparently we're told you're coming back.
0: Yeah.
1: But and that so there not? is
0: someone who wants to hold your hand at the end of life. I'm living in a property where there is, one person and I i can't imagine that there's at this point anyone who wants to hold her hand and I think that's so sad oh. because Why? all of us I, I don't know anyone who yes. goes yeah when I leave I want to be by myself I want to be in a closet and they don't find my <laughs> yeah Bleah. you know Ooh. I think I think there's that whole thing that we want to know that we've made a difference that we left with love or at least that's mm-hmm. what i mm-hmm. want
1: mm-hmm. and yeah. what is
0: it that you want people to say about you
1: i think it's especially important for those who are incarcerated you know yeah. that they have that help too i know that the clergy gets involved with that but i think you know there's so many people that um are imprisoned for such long terms and they didn't mean to do what they did and There's obviously some people that are complete villains and really bad. And then there's a weird reason that makes them do that stuff. There's a mental health. When you think about crime, there's a a lot of times there's there's a reason you can't help if you're born a psychopath, right? So I feel like even though they can do so many horrendous things and kill people and do these horrendous, horrendous things, they didn't ask to be born that way. And so somewhere we have to have some little ounce of compassion somewhere. It's very difficult because they do such cruel and brutal things. And Nancy, you you know her brother was murdered and how do we have compassion for the person that murdered him? It's very difficult to cross He's like, "Nope, it's very difficult." No. Huh? But but he didn't get up and he wasn't born saying I want to be that way. So what do you do? What do you do? as that person, as a family. And we have the death penalty in this country in certain states. So at that same point, like there is a lot of mixed weird Mm -hmm. stuff, emotional stuff when it comes to death and passing Mm -hmm. and how you pass. Do you want someone to burn an elf really?
0: Yeah.
1: You know, and and maybe so. That's up to everybody's way of belief, you know? You know, when you say people come back, I would like to know or believe that people who do things like the man who murdered my brother for no reason at all, doesn't get to come back ever done. Yeah. So Full that's stop. so she's like, that's it. It's yeah. over. Well, no... cleaning we up the gene pool, as you might. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, don't let that violence come back. Yeah, stop that's it. exactly there, because there's something yeah. wrong. That, there's something wrong but don't let it come back yeah that person maybe if he had a different upbringing or different chemical makeup wouldn't have done that so you know i don't know yeah. something makes people do i'm not saying that they shouldn't be put away because there's people do need to be away from people if they're going to cause harm i'm just saying there's something there and when they go and it it affects people Everything like that. affects- That's why the the law has. Um, there's a difference between if you harm someone, murder someone out of an instant fury and emotions got the best of you. There's a lesser term in prison mm-hmm. or whatever happens or to premeditated you. Premeditated
0: so or as a,
1: as someone who yeah. planned it out. When somebody plans yeah. it out, the the term of imprisonment is way longer for a good reason but then but then i go there's something weird what made them still be like that there's something chemically wrong yeah i think so Mm. so do you deal with that kind of thing with with maybe the families well on the victim side no i don't honestly i don't
0: i think that's such a i think that is so far out of what i would come into contact with and i have Mm. the Mm. i have the I can decide who I want to take as a client. Yeah. And I don't feel that I would be the best qualified person to deal with that. So mm-hmm. I, I won't be dealing with that because I don't feel like I'm qualified mm-hmm. as I think you need really uh, deep psychological knowledge in order to deal with something like that. Okay. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, I think I have brushed the treetops of psychology but i'm not a psychologist mm-hmm. i've taken yeah. a lot of courses i've taken emotional intelligence courses i've taken lots of trust courses and yada 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 and everything from um, emotional cpr and on from there but certainly not qualified to deal with anyone who is that mm-hmm. psychologically damaged but we're can such I, can com- I- like- go, go ahead, go ahead go ahead, yeah, ahead. i was just going to say because i know we don't have a lot of time i i just mm-hmm. wanted to um dedicate this My cousin who I grew up with um, passed two nights ago through Gehrig's Mm -hmm. and Susan Bales was a beautiful woman who Mm -hmm. was had um, six sisters and a brother and beautiful close family and Mm -hmm. I know that um, at the end she was surrounded with love and had all of the things that I think are really important so this is just perfect timing for me to talk about this, because at the mm-hmm. end of her life, I know that the legacy that she left with her children and with her husband and with her brother and her sisters was one of love. And oh, a legacy. Nice.
1: nice. That's awesome. Can we dedicate it to Tina Turner, too? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We gotta give a shout out to Tina Turner. Left such a yeah. beautiful legacy. Absolutely. One of that mm-hmm. I thought of you when she passed, I mm-hmm. thought we talked about legacy professionally and personally in the last couple of episodes. I was like, what a legacy. You can't beat that mm-hmm. legacy. You know, I mean that's that's a leg, you know, and it's mm-hmm. not about competition and legacy, right? But I'm just going like that was a legacy. And it will um, Tina will be with us forever, you know. And I think that's that. Thing. Um, But last question, real quick, because we did go the gamut, right? On on (laughs) passing, but I wanted to ask this one thing. So there's a lot of death in life, obviously, and families that are not prepared when stuff happens and someone, you know, passes abruptly uh, for all kinds of reasons, natural to suicide to bad things. Um, Do you help families like that? when they're trying like suddenly someone dies no one's prepared somebody may be younger you know it could be a kid all the way till midlife to just we're not prepared
0: would you help them get it together basically i would refer them to somebody else i would refer them okay. to a grief counselor because as a death doula i help the transition but okay a lot of the work that you're talking about would be a really experienced grief counselor or a psychologist who is used to dealing with those issues. Okay,
1: so you're directly with the person. Okay, yeah. and yeah. get, I had to clear all bases here, get to all of it. Well, thank you so much, Lee. Lee, it's always a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you so much, everyone. Lee's website for this is souljourneydoula.com. Also for The Trust Architect, go to thetrustarchitect.biz. All the links are in the show notes, whether you're watching this on YouTube or listening on Spotify or Apple or wherever you're listening. And of course, keep up with us at bigblendradio.com. Lee is here every third Thursday. Thank you so much, Lee. Thanks, Lee. Thank you. Bye, Nancy. Good to see you again. Thank (laughs) you. Good to see you.